0: Little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful life-changing every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Here's a real key. When people get free from I have to, I have to do this to be a good Christian. I have to do this to please God. I have to do this to not let the enemy hit me. I have to do this. Everything about have to is under condemnation. So then it's like, okay, so I've watched people, they get free from condemnation. Then they don't do anything. Well, why don't you want to? So God gave me at one of the retreats, we need to change our have to to a want to. I want to know God. I want to get close to God. I want to please God. I want to walk in God's ways. I want to do things the way God wants me to. There's a big difference if it's a have to versus a want to. Amen? Does everybody get that? So, so I just want you, I, just, I want you to say, and say it even if you don't want to, <laughs> because what you hear yourself say will begin to have power in your life. So I just want you to want God. Amen? I want you to want a relationship with God. The most powerful, awesome, mighty, loving being ever. Amen? There's nothing outside of God. And he wants. God doesn't have to. He didn't have to save us. He doesn't have to bless us. He wants to. He wants to. Everything in his kingdom is a want to. So say, Lord Jesus, I want to know you. I want to love you. I want to serve you. I want to have grace. I want to understand your kingdom. I want to walk in your ways. Help me to want to. Holy Spirit, help me to want to. Thank you that I don't have to, but help me to want to. In Jesus' name, amen. Think about it, everybody's rebelling, everybody's rebelling from a revelation of have to. And the truth is, God doesn't want you to have to do anything. Everything in his kingdom is a want to. I want to go to work and earn money and do the best job that I can for God's glory I want to I want to be um, and this is for your whole life you need to I want if you have I have to go to work you're under the wrong spirit amen you're under the wrong spirit and then you're going to have that spirit telling you you're not doing enough he's going to be in charge of your money he's going to be in charge of if you get promotions he's going to be in charge of everything is everybody getting this this is really good You've got to change your have to to a want to. If you want to. If you don't want to, then stay in your have to's and stay under condemnation, constant feeling like you failed, never getting ahead, always murmuring, always groaning, always complaining. Amen? I want to have a good marriage. I want to have a great relationship with my sons. Amen? I want to. And you know what? I had to repent for not, with all my heart, wanting to have a church. What a privilege that God would give me uh, oversight of a church, even if at this point it's a small church, amen? I want to do what he wants me to do. Um, we had about 30, including kids, maybe 35, 36 people on Friday night. And we watched the movie um, A Wonderful Life, the colorized version, which is a little more exciting than the non and I'm telling you, when it got to the end and he saw where if, his, if he hadn't been born, how it would have affected everyone. His kids wouldn't be here, you know. He, 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 his, his wife would have never gotten married. He, they, he just went back through the whole thing of what would have happened had he never been born because he was getting so beaten down because of, of somebody stealing money. He really was getting beaten down because he had done things so right and so good and he had such a good heart, but he never wanted to. He kept feeling like he had to. And it wasn't until he saw what life would have been like had he not been born and how it would have affected other people's lives. And all of a sudden he was he wanted to have the business he had. He wanted to pour into people's life. He wanted his marriage. You see what I'm saying? And so and so I boo hoo cried at the end of that and it was supernatural because I couldn't stop. It was like, like you know, fountains of living water pouring out of my eyes. And I'm like, Lord, this is embarrassing. I'm going to get up and I'm going to have mascara all over my face. After watching this old, old movie that everyone's seen, who knows how many times. Most people see at least once a year. So for me, that's pretty long. Although I haven't watched it in a while. But I'm just saying, and and the Lord was beginning to stir that revelation of a want to. I'm telling you, if you would change, you get to choose how you believe. That's one thing you always get. You get the freedom to choose how you believe. You get to choose if you're going to live in a want to or a have to. I want to get to know God. If you're in a trial... Amen? Then you need the attitude of, I want to be changed in this trial. I want to get to the place where I lack nothing. I want to get to know God in this. I want to see the victory. I want to walk through this. The Bible says, count it all joy. That's how he tells us to start any trial. And I will tell you what, if you don't have a count it all joy in your trial, you are losing the battle. Nobody said, I want to go through this. Well, you don't want to go through that, but you want to get to the revelation of knowing God in such a way that you lack nothing. You want to get where God wants you to get for his divine purposes and his glory. Amen. So I can have a want to even though I don't like the process of what I'm going through to get to the victory that God has for me. He says we have to over we have to I want to be an overcomer. Amen. In the book of Revelations, it gives us all kinds of um, awards, all kinds of rewards, all kinds of positions in heaven that everybody's going to want to have, but those who don't want to live for God here are going to find out that they're actually least in the kingdom for, for eternity. I don't know how it works once we get there. I think for all the people who think, look what I've given up. God says, I don't, God says, you can't give up anything for me that I don't give it back to you a hundredfold. And he said, even in this life and the life to come. Lord's like, I'm, I'm in this to bless you. He wants to bless us. If you're a good parent, you want to bless your children. But sometimes you, but you want to see them to mature and to grow up to be people that glorify God. Amen? And so your want to causes you to have to <laughs> be led by God to say no to Uh, Them just doing anything they want. The Bible says, if you do not, this is a spiritual law. If you do not discipline your child, you hate them. There's a lot of people who hate their kids. A lot of you were hated because you had a parent who just enabled you to do whatever you wanted because they didn't know God his ways, his love, and how important it is to teach you to submit to authority, to teach you how to be a person that the enemy will not be able to get his hands on. Amen? And so we need to recognize that. We need to recognize that if we weren't disciplined... Believe me, I was loved, because <laughs> I was disciplined. <laughs> My dad would spank you, if you, and in love, if you ate a piece of gum, he told you not to eat till after dinner. I was like, everybody got the gum in their mouth at the table. Where is, why has is everybody got gum in their mouth? I told you not to eat. That was temptation, Dad, to put that pack of gum on the counter, and then tell everybody after dinner you can have it, and everybody everybody got the gum before dinner. Oh my gosh, we all got in trouble. Like really got us spanking in trouble. And and my dad was upset because he did it to bless us. He didn't want to have to discipline us. I mean, no, we we probably haven't had that kind of constructive in love kind of discipline. And and that's what the, that's what the heavenly father gives us. Amen. Our heavenly father gives us a framework of how to live in this world and not be hurt by the enemy. Amen? He does everything he does to keep us from being hurt. And so um, this morning, um, I, the Lord's just given me so much. in the. He's, this is one of those seasons where with all the intensity of what's going on in our world right now, the Lord's just been pouring down. I was like, Lord, which thing do you want me to teach? And how do you want me to teach this? And what do the, what do the people need to hear and what is it you want them to hear for them to mature and to to grow up in you and to know who they are in you. And I just pray everyone to have ears to hear. Amen. That you want to. You want to be. Those who are, are, are we on the internet? Okay. Those who are watching, it would be nice if you want to go to church. It would be nice if you actually want to be a part of what God's doing in a building with people corporately, but thank goodness you want to be watching from home. And some of you, we have people watching all over the world, and then as we are, I think we're no longer, um, I guess we're live, right? So we are no longer in Facebook jail. So now we can boost this and get a build back up to twenty to 60,000 people watching. Amen? And so... Um, how long will she stay out of jail? Well, if you ever come here and we're not on here, go to beautyfrashes.org because then I'm giving you a go-to-jail, go-directly-to-jail message. Um, <laughs> that means that's a really good message this morning. Let's go, let's go listen at beautyfrashes.org. You can always listen at beautyfrashes.org also. But I do want to try to keep this... Um, Available because this goes overseas to thousands of people who some of them aren't that interested in what's going on in the USA anyhow. Amen? We're going to have the worship team come up. Can y'all do it or do you need to wait till Evan gets here? You okay? We're going to have the worship team come up and we're just going to do a couple of songs and then I'm going to preach and then I'm going to be leaving and they're going to do worship and Karen's going to close out the meeting. Um, it's like, where are you going? Do you want to know where I'm going? I am going to Richmond to St. John's Church where Patrick Henry said, Give me liberty or give me death. And when I heard someone speak that the other day, and I had no idea it was in Richmond, I, I was never cared about history that much till now. And when I heard that, Give me liberty or give me death, Edie was reading, we were walking the other day, and I said, um, I said, This thing about Patrick Henry saying give me liberty or give me death and find out it's in Richmond, it won't leave my spirit alone. Like There's something about that. And so when, Car- and when um, Edie looked up something, she Googled it, and she read his actual speech, and, which he said at that church. And in that speech at that church... Um, when you hear the description of it from the people who wrote about it, you could tell he was anointed by God. They said there was like fire in his eyes, his voice changed and he just he had this look and when he de- and he just looked and he declared, "Give me liberty or give me death." And that began really the, the war for our freedom, against being controlled. And so it was the beginning of this nation being we the people. Amen. And the Lord put on my heart as she was saying that this wasn't just a man doing a political speech. This was the Holy Spirit speaking through a man about this nation. And in case you don't get this, if we don't get liberty, we get death. Okay, as a nation, if we don't fight for this liberty and believe for this liberty and intercede in prayer for this liberty, according to what God prophesied through Patrick Henry, we get death. And the Lord put on my heart, I want you to go there and I want you to declare what I show you to declare, but I'm believing there's going to be an outpouring of, the, of, of ooh, angelic hosts when I go that are going to begin to stir up this nation and stir up Virginia and stir up politicians in the correct way that this is worth fighting for, our liberty God wants us to have liberty. The whole antichrist system is under fear and bondage and oppression. And basically, you live to just barely get by and, and kind of, uh, you live in such a way that um, if I just take care of my own self and I just take care of my own little family, everything will be okay. What a boring life. Amen? Amen. And this nation was actually birthed from very courageous people who risked their life coming over from other countries to have freedom to be in church this morning, to have freedom to speak in tongues, to have freedom to to prophesy, to have freedom to worship God the way they want to worship God with no interference from anyone else. And that is the foundation of our nation. It doesn't matter to me what people want to call our founding fathers. Our true founding fathers were those who came over for religious freedoms. Amen? That that's who our founding fathers are. And others walked in whatever revelation they had at the time. We cannot go back in history and judge people based on the revelation that they were walking in as Christians. Amen? How, how many in here know you have a lot more revelation and who Christ is and who you are in Christ than you had, you know, 10 years ago? So don't you know we have a lot more revelation? The church is coming out of the dark ages. The church is coming out of a time of complete nothing. And into a season of an in-time powerful army of people who want to declare what God wants to declare. Here's what Jesus says about liberty. It's for liberty that I set you free. It's for freedom that I make you free. God wants people free. Free to choose him or not choose him. There will not be a single person in heaven who did not want God, the true God, and there will not be a single person in hell who really wanted him. He only wants those who want him, and we've we need to show him in such a way that young people want him, amen. Not the religion of have to have him, have to be good, that's caused rebellion, but a heart that says, you know what, I want what those people have, I want. How I many? How I many know God raised one of my dogs from the dead, healed my other dog, my dog? How I many say I would like that? Well, you might not like your dog, but you know. But no, I want to know God like that. You can. I want to hear God. I want to. I want to know that sickness can't get me. I want to know that any kind of virus is not going to take me out. Amen. And I want to know it won't even get on me. I want to know that what God says is true. I want to know my God. I want to enter into his kingdom and walk in his promises. But because we've had a have-to mentality in the church of legalism, which brings death, by the way, that's why people aren't that interested There will always be some who don't want God because they want to live in rebellion. They want to try this on their own. It's sad. And Satan, I believe, has damaged those people so we can continue to pray for them and intercede for them. But remember, even after Jesus rules and reigns in this world for 1,000 years, which is up-and-coming events, not that far off, after that 1,000 years of perfect leadership, there are still those who rebel. And in case you want to know why Satan gets to run around, it's very clear. Why would God let him out of his chains after that thousand years of a perfect reign to come once again and see who wants to rebel against God and wants to live different than God wants us to live? So, Satan does his dirty deeds and comes out and stirs up a rebellion while Jesus Christ is actually in person in his glorified body sitting on a throne in Israel. And Satan gets one more shot at drawing people to him who don't want God. And people follow him. See, Satan has a purpose in the mind of God and that purpose is to see who wants God and who doesn't want God who wants to sin and rebel against God and so quit being upset that God actually only wants his family to consist of people who want him he only wants his family to consist of people who want him and our job is to show who He really is so people might want Him. Because if, I, if the Lord sets us free enough to reveal Him and you don't want Him, how sad for you. But we won't cry when you're tossed into hell for eternity because you chose not to want our God. At the same time, unless they really know Him, And they don't have the have-to image of Him. I don't want anyone going to hell because they don't know who He is. I only want those to go to hell who absolutely do not want Him. This powerful, mighty King of glory. Amen? So when you're worshiping this morning, let's worship because we want to. Let's worship because He's worthy. And let's be so excited that we know this God. So no matter what's going on in the world, we're of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. To me, whichever way things go, and I I have a believing and I won't quit believing. If you ever want somebody to believe with you who won't give up until it's a new trial, you can count on me. I don't want you praying for me if you only pray for me when it looks good. Then I don't need the prayers. Amen. <laughs> I want people who will stand and believe and persevere until the victory. And I thank God people are going to mature and realize it's not all predecided. it's not predetermined. God lets the want to's stand up and declare what he puts on their hearts. And it is a real spiritual warfare. It's not pretend. It's a real war. It's a real war. And there are real outcomes. And it's like God playing. I don't know if you play those gaming things. I don't. But I know a lot of people do the gaming. We used to just do board games. You know what I'm saying? But while you're doing those, you can have a different outcome, can't you? You can have a different... I can go talk to Arnold. Arnold, when you used to play those games... If you did something a certain way, you could get a different outcome on the same game, right? Yes. So so even with the human intellect, because we're made in the image and likeness of God, and they put this stuff together, there, there's a different outcome depending on your input. That's why people keep playing it over. I'll do it different. I'll do it different. I'll get higher points. Amen? God has set this whole thing up, that there are different there are different um, conclusions based on our input. So everybody's waiting right now wondering what's going to happen. Truthfully, God's saying, what is your input? My input today, right after this meeting, is to go to Richmond and pray that our founding fathers who were anointed by God regardless of their faults and the parts you don't like about them if God spoke through them then just shut up, amen but when they go and declare give me liberty or give me death and it's only less than an hour from here to get there and my ears hear that when somebody's preaching I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to go so I don't know. I'm excited. Amen. Because something's going to be released in the spirit realm, which makes me know when people say, just stand, this is over. This isn't over, people. If you stand before it's over and then you wonder what happened, it's because too many people stood. He says, Do all then stand. And let me just say this: when Jesus was in the boat and there was the storm, remember he's sleeping? He didn't get up and go back to sleep in the storm. He didn't go back to sleep. He stopped the storm. Amen? How many know there's still a storm? How many know we need to be led by the Spirit of God to stop the storm? Because God knows, nobody knows but Him, how and who has to do what to stop the storm because no matter what you want to think no person on this planet whether they're a prophet an apostle or anyone else no one takes the place of God amen no one takes his place and he calls the shots it's not like that movie um what's the name of that movie um Bruce Almighty I don't recommend it. it had some cussing and other stuff in there but the concept of one person being able to answer prayers and decide things and if you gave that responsibility to everybody help me know if that was true we'd have nothing but chaos help me know that if everybody could bind anything they wanted and loose anything they wanted if everybody could declare and proclaim do you see how crazy it would be like who's got the highest whatever that theirs overrides somebody else's amen It, it was never intended to be that way and I'll show you in scripture a little bit it's based on what the father is doing amen Jesus only did what the father was doing he didn't even heal people unless the father showed him to heal people amen it's only what the father is doing so right now I want what is the father doing what is the father doing amen and then are getting an agreement with that and being obedient to that. And if there's anyone in here and you haven't prayed once about this, you really need to get a want to. You need to get a want to be in God's will. You need to get free... From the lies that if I just get by, it's okay. I don't want to live to just get by. Amen? I want to live to glorify God. I want to live to glorify God. If I if I, if I die, I die. Amen? Pause, like, if I die, it's better. I'll be in heaven. This mess will be over. I'll be seeing Jesus. I'll be on the streets of gold. I'm going to tell you one thing. When I stand before the Lord with all my heart... I want him to hug me and say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." But also, I can't wait for this face-to-face, forever meeting with you. You are my beloved. You are, you are part of the bride of Christ. You are who I w- saw you to be. Amen. See, I live in a different reality. I live in a kingdom whose. Who oh, God is everything, and it can't be shaken. If something happens to this body, I just walk right out into a glorified body. It doesn't matter. If if they put you in prison, and you're in his kingdom, you're having such a great time. You could write the entire Bible like Paul did, or all those letters. You could be like Stephen, and they're they're killing you, but you see the glory of God, and he stands up, and you see him with your eyes, and you're like, Oh, Jesus, you're so glorious. And you don't even feel the pain in the most painful Death. How many know we got to get in the kingdom people? How many know we've got to be light and darkness? And how many know whatever trials you're going through they're just revealing to you how much you need to want to be all that God wants you to be. How much you want to overcome. How much you're going to learn his ways. And let me tell you what. The beginning of victory in a trial is repentance that you don't have victory in the trial at the beginning. Amen? In other words, Lord, I should have known more by now. I should have walked closer by now. I should have understood you by now. Amen? Guys, repentance is the beginning of a new beginning. Repentance is God saying, that's okay, I forgive you, it's over. Now let's do this thing. Amen? Roll up your sleeves and let's do this thing. Let's overcome. Let's win. And let's become into his likeness. Let's change into his likeness. And I just want you to know, you're not going through a trial because you don't need to go through it. You're going through a trial because God is trying to get you into his likeness and image. And let me tell you this. If you say no and you try to take a shortcut out of a trial, Satan's got something big and bad up the road. Amen? That that trial would have prepared you for. That overcoming in that trial would have made you stronger in Christ and able to overcome up-and-coming things that Satan has planned. You never give up in a trial and throw it away and not count it joy and think, okay, well, I'm just not doing this. Okay, all right. The Lord told me a long time ago, there's no trial that you're going through that you don't need to go through. When you blame it on somebody else. Or this. If they would do this. Or if they would do that. You're missing it. Can I tell you that? You counted joy. Go look up the scripture on it joy. I need to go through this. So you have to get a want to attitude about your trial. I know that. I know it's hard. Amen. Because And I'm not saying some stupid want to, like, I want to suffer. I want to have a terrible time. I want people around. No, I'm not saying, I'm saying I want to walk where God is calling me to walk. I want to be an overcomer. I want to overcome this. I want to know Jesus more. I want to get into a place of lacking nothing. I want to do this thing God's way. Amen? Amen? We've got to change our want to's. I have to go through this. I'm going to tell you what, if you have to go through something, you're already losing. Is this helping anybody? Because it so much has to do with how you think. Because how you think determines who's, who you're letting be in charge. And and I'll tell you, y'all know me. I've been through some horrific trials, right? Like all the time, right? (laughs) It's like, Lord, they're suing you for this. They're trying to do this. They're bad, you know, 16 years to see my son healed. Hate it. I literally hated going in the hospital and watching them take blood and do the stuff they had to do, okay? But I counted it joy, because I was growing in Christ. I was getting closer to God. I counted it joy because Satan wasn't going to win. Amen? I wasn't going to another funeral. Amen? I wasn't. Because of who God is. I wasn't giving up because of other people's testimonies that do not turn out like God's promises. Amen? I don't compare myself to other people. I don't compare myself to their what they got. Amen? I'm going to get what God says I can get. Amen? Because I want to. I want to be changed from glory to glory. I want to be changed into his likeness. I want to walk with him. I want to know him. And I want to tell you something it is worth it. Amen? It is worth it. This life is a mist. This life is this small. I have eternity. I do not fear dying at all. I do not fear who wins this election at all. I can see where God could do a lot in a way that looks like defeat. I don't believe he's going to because I believe the church has awakened. But it doesn't bother me. Amen? It doesn't bother me. But I'm going to fight the good fight of faith and I'm going to get it well done. He's not going to say, this is where you missed it. I missed it big, big one time. I missed it so big when he told me Break the power of those words. I didn't understand all that. I was much more focused on finances and money. I didn't really think Satan would come along and kill my children. And I didn't pay as much attention to that warning. Oh, that was just me, just for whatever. But let me tell you what, this isn't a game. You need to watch your words. This isn't a game. I'm so tired of part of the church thinking this is a game. This isn't a game. Life and death. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. Your tongue, according to the book of James, can catch your entire path on fire towards hell. There's so much power in your words. You need to start being bold enough to say, I don't receive that from somebody who's just talking in the flesh. Well, I don't care. You can get as mad as you want. I'm breaking the power of that. In Jesus' name. I've said it to doctors. Well, this is what's going to happen to your son. I said, I break the power of that. They're like, what is this woman, crazy? I don't care. Break the power of that too. Amen. I live in a kingdom where I don't care. I've got, My kids right now think I'm a little nuts with some stuff. I don't care. I only, seriously only want to please God. I only want to please God. I only want to please God. Don't you want to please John? No. But God will cause me to please John. And it's nicer at our house if he's pleased. Amen. Amen. Don't you want to please your children? I only want to please God and God will take care of all of that. Amen. I don't know everything. I, don't, I can't keep trying to prevent everybody from going through what they have to go through. I'm not trying to please you. Of course, you know that this place would probably be filled up if I was. Amen? It's going to be filled up. So get ready. <laughs> Got to have it filled right when we get to move all the ribbons. Now that y'all have gotten used to not all sitting together in a little corner. Amen? But I'm excited. Amen? I'm excited no matter what. Are you back? It's not up to me. I'm going to do what I'm called to do. And I'm asking you, how many are supposed to be at the prayer meeting Friday night? You ought to be there. It's going to be awesome this Friday night. <laughs> but you see the scriptures. Whew. Can God do this? God can do anything. God parted the Red Sea. They still had the faith to walk. Through water that could fall in at any time, not knowing why the sea. Why would they jump in the middle of, of this kind of water that if it decides whatever is happening stops, they get drowned? They had to hate what was behind them more than fear what was ahead of them. Well, guess what? I'm not going to fear what's ahead of me. Because I'm walking with God. And I'll tell you what, when I fought the battle for Mitchell, I hated what was behind me. I hated it. I did not want to go to another funeral. I did not want to settle with what the world was going to give me. And so I had to walk out in faith. And I had to learn. I wanted to learn the ways of God. I had to fight the way God taught me to fight. I had to look ridiculous. I got kicked out of churches. I had all kinds of fun things. I might even get Facebook jail. But I'm going to do, by God's grace, what he wants me to do. And Does anybody feel sorry for me? I don't know anybody who feels sorry for me. They're like, man... Do I feel sorry for anybody I feel I don't say I'm feel sorry I don't have pity parties I want to come alongside people and help them to learn to fight quit running some of you watch and you know you should be here some of you hide behind staying at home and you think things are fine but truthfully your lives are nowhere near what they used to be in God you're not growing in God you have no one to uh, uh, challenge your rebellion or help you to overcome where you've been misunderstood Amen God's going to raise up a powerful church a mighty army Amen He's going to use people in a powerful way that you never thought God would use Drew God's going to use you in a powerful way he is. He's never, ever, ever given up on what he has for your life. Never. I can't wait. One day you'll be up here preaching. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then your mom will come and watch. Now <laughs> she may. She may stay. Home, she may stay home and watch on the internet. I just say, don't ever give up on the bigness of God, people. Never give up on how big he is. Never give up. Because he does have spiritual laws. And one of, two of those laws are he's moved by faith, not need. God is moved by your faith, not your need. We need a miracle right now for this nation. That won't make us get it. We have to have faith for this nation. We have to have faith for a miracle. Amen? And so I'm excited because I have faith. I, when I land in there, in heaven, I want him to. I want people to say that woman had a amaz- had an awesome faith. I want to be. I want to be one of the people where God smiles and says, "Wow, I haven't seen faith like that." But that means you're going to have some pretty big giants. Amen. I'm okay anymore with it. I'm like, Lord, take me to the Mission Field. Let's just do whatever you want. You know, basically scare everything out of me that has to be scared out of me that I can glorify you. Amen? I can't believe I'm saying that. Lord, help me. Anyhow. Oh, I say you Pakistan. Oh, Lord. I don't care anymore. Amen? I'm all in. Amen? I am all in. I am all in. Anybody else want to be all in? Don't raise your hand unless you mean it. Amen? I want to be all in. So when we get ready to go into worship right now, let's give our hearts to God and tell him, I want to be all in. You only have one life on this earth to glorify God with. That's it. To do what he wants you to do for his glory. And he wants you to want to. There actually is nothing that glorifies him if you don't want to. Amen. So we're going to want to worship right now. Amen? We're going to want to serve him. We're going to want to do spiritual warfare. We're want to want to grow in him. We're going to want to get stronger in him. We're going to want to do what he wants us to do. I, today, I just feel like the Lord's calling us, let's call death to a boring life. Amen? Let's just go ahead and bury a safe, little, comfortable, boring life so the enemy doesn't do it for us. Amen? whoa I feel that one let's just be like our founding fathers who wanted to risk everything for what God put in their heart to see happen amen liberty and justice for all for all that part hasn't happened yet we were working towards it and the enemy can't stand it because the enemy's like I want to make sure there's not justice for all there's not justice for babies in the womb amen there's a holocaust for babies in the womb a literal holocaust there hasn't been until the recent years justice for people with different skin color than Caucasian. amen we were getting there you couldn't have a president who was in a dark skin if there wasn't justice people but the enemy couldn't stand that justice was happening and so he stirred up everything to stop why God decided to put America where he put America. He wants justice and liberty for all. Amen. And I hate to tell you this, but God considers a baby in the womb a for all. And there is going to be an amendment to the United States Constitution that gives citizenships to babies in the womb. And they will have the same rights for liberty and justice for all. Amen? And it's like, wow, that seems really big. Yeah, it's really big. Setting slaves free back in Abraham Lincoln's day and having an amendment seemed impossible. Seemed impossible. But he stood up and he declared it and he fought for it and he didn't care if some people thought it didn't look quite right he didn't care that the status quo didn't go for it we got a God who says I've got everything set to have my amendment for Liberty and justice for all. Starting with who God considers life. Life starts at conception. God knew you before he even put you in your mother's womb. He has a plan and a purpose for you. And he is hearing the cry of all the blood. Let me tell you what. We have been in captivity ever since Roe versus, was it Roe versus Wade? Ever since then, Christians have been in captivity and we haven't even known it. We've become like our Babylon society. Amen? We've, we've embraced the way they dress. We embrace the way they, they sing. We embrace the garbage they put out on media. We've come into agreement with the Babylon captivity. And now we've been in captivity over 50 years. And God is about to set us free. Amen? But we have to want freedom. We have to want liberty and justice for all. You can't want liberty and justice for black people. And now want liberty and justice for babies in the womb. You can't shoot what the for all means God is in charge of the for all you are not in charge of the for all amen if there's not liberty and justice for all there's not liberty and justice and when you focus on what Satan wants you to focus on and you get so self focused and only focus on your little group of people or your little group of this or your little group of that look what the enemy's done he's made people think that there should be liberty and justice for perversion perversion is not a people group perversion is a person who needs healing, deliverance and freedom that the church is supposed to be able to bring it's not a people group wow I'm believing for a miracle bigger that our economics are going to be the same as they were turned around I'm believing for something bigger, I'm believing that God's going to have a nation that he designed hundreds of years ago for liberty and justice for all. I'm believing that the innocent blood that's cried out that hasn't been appeased yet which is the blood from babies in the womb. I just believe I just believe That God is about to do an outpouring that's going to bring liberty and justice. We need to get that in our spirits this morning. We need to begin to be kingdom people who thinks like God and not victims who only think about what's happened to us. I cannot be a victim because I'm in the kingdom. Amen? You cannot make me a victim. No matter what you do to me, I am never going to be your victim. You need to break free from thinking you're a victim and living under the chains of victimhood so you can never grow up and be who you are in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, there is no male or female. In the kingdom of God... There is no set color of skin. How ridiculous to think the Creator of all things would purposely think some skin colors are better than others. He even made himself of Jewish, which is kind of like in between black and brown, or black and white, right? Amen. He's like, he's not ever thought about that. He never thinks about that. He just, he's practical. There's actually reasons for your skin to be a certain color on this planet and your hair to be a certain texture on this planet and everything else about you. He's a very practical, smart God. Amen? He knows what he's doing. He knows what he created. He knows who he is. And he never looks at anything that he creates and thinks it's not beautiful. He's amazingly powerful, wonderful, and awesome. Our Father who art in heaven, holy, powerful, glorious, wonderful, perfect, magnificent be your name. That's at the heart you have to have to truly pray a prayer that touches God. Father, thy kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your Kingdom come. Your unshakable kingdom with your spiritual laws, with your spiritual ways, with the things you want, with your angelic hosts, with everything that you have. Your kingdom come. God, your will be done. Your will be done in the United States of America. Your will be done in Cindy's life. Your will be done in the life of every person here. Your will be done in Virginia. Your will be done in Newport News. God, your will be done. Your will be done. On this earth, where we are, where you've called us to be, even as your will is done in heaven, even as you have decided in heaven what you want done here, we are in agreement for that will to come. Your will to come. Your will to stop abortion, let it come, God. Let it come, God. Your will for liberty and justice for all in the United States of America, let it come. Your will for a people who will protect Israel, let it come, God. Your will, God. Your will, God. For people to be set free and healed. Your will God. For people to be saved. Your will God. To clean up the filth. That is all around us. Your will to set sex trafficking. People free from that slavery God. Your will come God. Your will come God. For people to care about people in life. More than anything else God. More than money God. Your will come. On this earth. Now God. As it is in heaven. Father give us this day every provision that we need God every provision that every person on this planet needs give us provision God but give us your spiritual food give us words give us ears to hear let us know what to pray let us know what to do give us our daily bread every day brand new and fresh God forgive us God Forgive us, God, for not seeking you every day for what you want that day, for what you want to give us that day. Forgive us, God, for just kind of going after you and not hungry going after you every day. Give us our daily bread. God, forgive us our sins and our trespasses. God, please set us free. Heal us. Show us where we've come against somebody. Show us where we used our mouths to hurt somebody. God, show us where we've come against anything, God, that's against what you have for us. God, forgive us our sins. We repent of them. We turn from them. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to continue to convict us and to change us. God, we forgive others. We had no idea what we were doing. They have no idea what they're doing. God, forgive us as we forgive others. God, we separate that person from the spirit operating. We separate judging that person. God, we ask you to forgive us for not trying to understand while somebody would be hurt this bad, while somebody would be thinking this way. God, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others, God, who have come against us lead us not into temptation. God, get everything out of my heart that would go back to the things of the world. God, get everything out of my heart that would be racist. God, get everything out of my heart, God, that would do things for money instead of you. God, get everything out of my heart that would bail out on what you want me to do and what you want me to be. God, Lead us not into temptation. Get the temptation out of our heart. Heal the broken hearted places. Set us free from every judgment we've ever made, God. Do everything, God, that we not be tempted to go with the spirit of error, to fall into lies. Heal the broken hearted places. Set the captive free. Heal us, God. Set us free, God, that we not be tempted. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us, God, from evil. Deliver us from this evil plan over our nation, God. Deliver us, God, from the evil within our own hearts, God. Deliver us from the love of money, God. Deliver us, God, from not caring about people. Deliver us, God, from living in a life where we just want our own cute little things taken care of. God, deliver us from the evil inside of us. God, deliver us from the evil in our culture. God, deliver us from evil. God, for yours is the real kingdom, and you have the true power, and it all belongs for your glory, God, forever, God, forever, God, amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching.